Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast, and thanks to our sponsor, SS96. Still rocking with us in 2022, and it's so amazing. We appreciate you. SS96 is putting out new merch and still has some of your favorites. Get your executive productions t-shirts, Switch Masters t-shirts, as well as Farm Race Entertainment t-shirts. Don't forget to check out Straight Stoner's music, as well as my own release on their executive productions. It's available on all streaming platforms, and new music is in the works, so stay tuned. Go to ss96.net and use the promo code SWITCHMASTERS to get this kind of merch today. Thank you all again. We're grateful. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Switch Masters podcast. Happy New Year. I am your co-host, Zay, the executive producer. Happy New Year 2022, Switch Masters. I'm your co-host, Kula Guru. What's up, Zay? What's happening, man? Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year, man. A new year, a little bit closer to that sweet NBA Finals, if we get one. COVID is out here, y'all. Be Please be safe. All right. But let's get, let's get into some NBA news, man. It's been a minute, but there was a lot of news that happened while we are out, yeah. uh, while we took our break. And one of the major news stories that we covered before we left was the status of Zion Williamson. So if you haven't been following the podcast, you know that we have love for Zion. Former number one overall pick. Slated to change this entire city of uh, New Orleans, right? But the thing is, this man has not been playing. He has missed more games than he's played. And let me remind you, he is just what? He's young. He's young. That's all I know. He's, he, he should not be missing this many games. Uh, So, recent news is he is away from the team. He and the team have mutually agreed for him to train in the offsite away from the team. Uh, they didn't say what the location was, but thanks to the Woj bomb, and for y'all that love basketball, he's a dude that has all the inside information. He let, he let us know that he's going to be training in Portland, Oregon. That's a far away place from New Orleans, y'all. So he's totally away from the team. So it has us thinking. It has me thinking. Is this another Greg Oden situation? As you all know, basketball fans, Greg Oden was another former number one overall pick, slated to change the franchise, but he got hurt. Injuries happen. And he just, unfortunately, he's been labeled a bust, but. We have our own opinion about the bus title. It's, I don't think it's a bus if it's an injury, but, you know. So, you got two examples of, like, injury that can be good or bad. The bad one is Greg Oden. The good one is Joel Embiid. You know, in the early part of his career, he missed a lot. But oh. now he's, like, one of the best players in the league. Yeah. So, as the Pelicans, you got a decision. And this is our first question for today. If you're the Pelicans, what do you do? You keep... Zion, give him that extension, or are going to try to trade him? And what's your overall reaction to Zion, too, along with that question? Uh, New Orleans, you fumbled it. You you blew it. <laughs> he, um, not only is Zion not with the team, not playing, he's not even in the city. He's not even at the facility. He's not with his own teammates or the other coaching staff, medical staff, executives. He's 
on another, literally on another coast. Um, yeah, Zion is not going to be in a New Orleans Pelicans uniform next year. Hmm. So that means the GM, you're trading him or what? At this point, his his motives are clear that he doesn't want to be with the team and already in a, a long rebuild stage ever since Anthony Davis was traded. I think that as an organization, as a GM, the best move for them and Zion is to just go ahead and trade him because you're going to lose him regardless. I, I, I don't think that this is reconcilable at any level. Um, I don't see somehow they change up things next year and make Zion want to re-sign or, or sign an extension because you got Brandon Ingram. You, I mean, but that's outside of Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. I mean, you don't have a lot of talent. You don't have a lot of pool in the city right now in New Orleans. And they, what... I don't know what their rank is right now, but it's not good. They're going back to the lottery. That Zion is um, is obviously rehabbing, and we hadn't had the chance to see him play a full season yet. But coming out as the number one pick and seeing him in, in Duke and seeing the, the time he did play, um, he's a superstar. And and if he can, if he is able to rehab and come back. 100%. He's going to be a superstar in the league still. Um, but I think I think the best move for New Orleans right now is to go ahead and, and look to piece him or, or get a, a good package deal for him because he's there's no way <laughs> in my in, in my opinion, I, there's no way that he's going to be in New Orleans next year. I, I just don't see it happening. Man, that is it's tough. And based on what you said about uh, New Orleans, yeah, it's like they've gone way, way back. You know, this is a guy that you slated to change the franchise, you know. And right now, the Pelicans are currently 14 and 25, mm. 13th place in the West. And the league wise, they're, well, the good thing is if they're tanking, they're doing pretty good. They're slated to have the fifth pick right now if they want to. But they have the odds, you know, it's different, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure this is not where they imagine they will be right now. So for me, it's like, yeah, it's like you're not even getting that team chemistry. You know, you can't even like play Xbox or 2K with them. You're away from the team. It's like, ah, it's tough. And you know, you passed up on I mean, you had a first overall pick, so you had to pick up the whole litter. I'm sure they wish they had John Morant because he's balling right now. So, I, New Orleans, you got a problem, man. I don't know. Fans of New Orleans, let us know how you feel because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, but this is the fear, though, as, as the Pelicans. What, what if this man, this is like all the plan, he leaves, goes to a place like New York, because we've been hearing things about New York for the, for a minute. Yeah. Like, even, even before the draft. Yeah, even before the draft. 
like how much he loved New York. So say he goes to a franchise like New York, and then he up and balls out. He he he's like injury free. He's back to what he needs to do, and he just dominates the league. That'll be an issue. So it's like if that and that does happen, I feel like that'll be a major consequence for the players. And it'll, they'll have to, it'll do, and it'll affect the CBA, I think. Mm-hmm. And the CBA, y'all, is a collective bargaining agreement. It's an agreement between owners and players. So I feel like it'll just change some things on that as well. So I don't know. But how, but how do you have this situation like it's twice in a row? How? Um, like you said, it's, it's an organizational impact at this point. Um, you have had potentially two generational talents to either leave or have a foot out of, out of the door. And we all saw what happened when Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers. The next season, what happened? Championship. And, um, now you have the same issue. You, um, Zion, and to be fair, Zion is a special case because of his physique. And we all have, you know, discussed his conditioning. Um, it's been it's been something of a, a mystery to solve with him. But it's still um if if like, like you said, Q, if, if he were to leave and then have a dominant season, no injuries, it's going to make the organization look even worse. Not only can you not retain superstar players, but now you're looking at each level of the organization from players, coaches, medical staff, training staff, and executives. And it's going to look like you don't really have a good solid structure um i think was that you that said like they should just move the team somewhere else <laughs> i was about to say it again after you were done <laughs> move the franchise go back to seattle something dude seattle deserves man y'all just oof I, even back to the days of like <laughs> when the hornets were there <laughs> it's like it's still bad it's so bad I mean, I would not, I would love to see the return of the Seattle Supersonics. Uh, I think that was a cool franchise, but I'm not advocating for New Orleans to lose their team anyway. I am. Yeah, this is how y'all gonna treat the fans. Move. <laughs> yeah, we don't deserve this, man. <laughs> We're better off with another franchise somewhere else. Uh-huh. The fans will follow them to Seattle. <laughs> you know, yeah. man. This is terrible. New, new everything. New owner, new management, new everybody. This, this is not working. Yeah, um, it's it's a uh, it's gonna be it's a it's a long drought in New Orleans. This man, all right, That's listen. Ironic. This man has missed as of today ninety eight games, and he's on the play eighty five. This man has missed way more games than he's played, and he's twenty one. I thought he was like 23, but no, he's 21. <laughs> wow. Okay. That wow. 
I, I forget how young these guys are too. That is uh They're young when they get in the league. So that is he's he's missed ninety eight games. Wow. Okay. Zion yeah, Zion. I mean, he's in. You say he's in Portland. If Portland. that were if, if something was going on in Portland, that would be that would be interesting. Zion and Dame. <laughs> And this is what David Griffin said of it. He said, we also agree that in order to put Zion in the best position to succeed, he will rehab away from the team at this time so he can focus on the task at hand. And um, Zion says something similar. He said, as you can imagine, this has been a very difficult process for me. I know there's work to be done in my recovery before I can safely return to the court. But I will continue to put in the time necessary so I can get back on the floor with my team and represent Pelicans fans in the city of New Orleans at the highest level. And as I was just reading that, I just realized if Kawhi comes back before this man, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> as y'all know, Kawhi tore an AC, what, ACL? What this man tear? Um, I think he did something. If this man comes back before Zion, a partially torn ACL, I believe. Partially torn ACL. And that, then that serves as a perfect segue to the next topic, anyway. Listen, uh, Kawhi could return this season. And if he does, that if he comes way ahead of schedule and gets back into basketball shape, and the Clippers are doing pretty well. Uh, they um they're playing better than I expected this season. Right now, the Clippers are eighth. Mm-hmm. They're in the they playoff picture right now. Um, if Kawhi comes back, they can potentially move up further and be in the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. So, if you have a healthy Kawhi, that'll be good. If Kawhi comes back before Zion, I have something to say. (laughs) Well, I mean, Kawhi. Let me. Well, let me start this way. I personally don't think Kawhi is going to come back this season. I think so. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure to clarify. He had a torn right ACL. Hmm. Yeah, and he, could, and he could potentially return this season. Hmm. I still, I still am on the side of he's not going to come back this season. Um. And it's not that he couldn't, or that he's not going to be able to rehab and get in shape. Um. I just think that we know how Kawhi does with load management. Um. The team is in eighth place right now. I mean, they're they will be in the play-in at this point. Um, also, Paul George, I think, is out with his. Uh, I think he had a elbow injury, a torn ligament, maybe. Uh, so he's out. They're right as of right now, as of this recording, under five hundred by like a game. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that. Kawhi, I mean, we know Kawhi's history and um, just the way he moves. 
when it comes to his like his body, his injuries, he's gonna. I think he's gonna take his time, and I feel like um, he would just want to like probably just save it for next year because I feel like it would be harder to carry with no Paul George carry this team and try to you know make something out of. Not nothing, but uh, not not a full you know full tank of gas. Yeah, but I'll say this though: right now it seems like the the road to the chip is like kind of wide open. There's no clear favorite besides obviously the Warriors. But I mean, if you have a team like the Clippers, I believe they can match up with them at least defensively. Yeah, they can match up with them defensively at least, and they can have a chance. Uh, that they're fully healthy. And the report came from Chris Haynes of Yahoo. He said that Kawhi has amped up his workload in the past few weeks, and he's looking stronger and stronger. And the thoughts around the team is that that could be anybody. Because uh, he also said that multiple players told Yahoo Sports that they're unconcerned about playoff positioning if the team is fully healthy, believing they can take down any team. And I can I kind of believe that you know they have the adequate size to compete with anybody. And Ty Lu is great defensively. He's a good defensive coach. Um, they got the championship pedigree with him as a coach. So I feel like fully healthy and the and the nature because the Lakers are not as dominant as we thought they would be. Um, and it's like I feel like it's kind of wide open. The Nets, what, uh, what they have going on, they're not as dominant as anyone thinks they would be. So I feel like if you can get him back healthy and if he's okay, because Kawhi is the type of person that'll take his time. <laughs> you know, he's he left he left the Spurs over this, right? <laughs> so, but if he feels comfortable and he's ready to play, I feel like they will. They got a shot. I firmly believe that. And Paul George has stepped his game up before if, before he got hurt. You know, he was doing pretty good. So, I think they got a chance. They got a shot. That's fair. I think if um, they can stay above water for the next month or two, they can – I think they can compete with anyone. Like you said, it's, it's, besides the Warriors, it's still pretty wide open in the West. Yeah, that's and that's why I mean it's kind of wide open. It's no clear. Yeah, yeah. So I just still I, I still think it's I think they err on the side of caution and take their time with not just Paul, not just Kawhi, but Paul George, and you know I I think that this is also still like a, a weird season with so many uh, people injured or or out due to COVID. Um, but it'll, it'll be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, it would be kind of cool. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also in the major NBA news, we heard about this is some news that everybody is excited about. You saw the return of a player to a team <laughs> that he played for. And he's kind of known for playing for this team. Y'all probably think y'all know what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about born ready. <laughs> I talk about Lance Stevenson. We'll get to the other person y'all probably think I'm talking about. But Lance Stevenson, man, he had a some debut. He scored like, what, 20 points in the first quarter? 20 points in the first quarter in six minutes. 
crazy. Lance made them dance. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love seeing these veterans get another shot, man. I love that. Oh yeah. And, you know, IT, he played he had his stint with the Lakers. Uh unfortunately he let him go, but now he's playing with somebody. I know we covered it last podcast. Was it Dallas? It was somewhere. Yeah, was, I think it was Dallas. So we've seen a lot of these players getting their chances, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even Gerald Green is back with the G League. So it's like you're getting resurgence some veteran presence in the NBA. And veteran presence is needed. Remember, we talked about that with uh, Pete Dill. Yep. Check out that podcast, y'all, and check that out. So, yeah, so it's really cool to see the veterans, like, you know, coming back and doing their thing. Yeah, you know. definitely. So, Shout out to Lance, man. Yeah, I mean, Lance has, um, even though he we hadn't seen him just consistently in the NBA, I think I've kept up with, kept up with him over the past couple seasons. Um, he went to China, was balling out, um, as a lot of NBA players do <laughs> at some point. Uh, right. Came back, uh, entered the G League draft, got drafted, balling. Uh, and now we're seeing, you know, he got his shot with the Hawks, I think, at first. And now, he, now back in Indiana, just bouncing around. But it was good to see him because we we all have those memories of him. What was it 2012, 2013, playing my team? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> classic yeah. Lance blowing in LeBron's ear and just all the antics. All right. he, could, he could hoop. Um, Lance is... From you know a lot of my research and people I've spoken to, uh, he's a he's a New York basketball legend. Mm. So it's it's really cool to see him back in that franchise and and doing that. You know what I mean? Like twenty points in, in six minutes for a dude you know that just came back from the G League and as a veteran, you don't hear that often. Um, so that was really cool. Glad to see him get another shot. And I hope uh, I mean I'm hoping that all these ten days lead to like a a decent long-term contract, you know what I mean? Like at least for a season. <laughs> so. Yeah, you even have like the nice old Joe come back too. Joe Johnson came, went back to the Celtics. Yeah, so it's like I love seeing this, man. It's like, come on, what's what's a veteran that you want to see come back? Um, you got Jamal Crawford. <laughs> I, to, I would mind seeing him again <laughs> on the ten day or something, man. you know. Jamal, I, I follow him on Twitter. Um, that dude b- lives and breathes basketball. And, exactly. And he literally, like, I, <laughs> like dudes that are like our age and younger are like, how are you moving like a 20 year old? And you're, he's he's like 40, over 40 at this point, I believe. And he still is the same player. Um, I, I think that he is probably at the top of the players, the veterans that need to have another shot um i think we talked about another guy before in monte ellis yeah, yeah. Uh, i recently saw that he got his jersey retired by his high school maybe a month or two ago um, okay. i haven't like been able to keep up with his workouts but i'm i feel like when he was in the league still i think his last thing was like the pacers he still was nba ready in my opinion um mm-hmm. i saw him in a couple of scrimmages a couple of runs I would love to see him. Um, my mind is this. I'm kind of 
it's slipping my mind other players right now, but those two, for sure, I would love to see uh, two of my favorite all-time players. Yeah, that'd be cool. And yeah, shout out to Lance Stevenson man, and all these other NBA vets. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. Already. <laughs> Born ready, man. Born ready. Hope to see uh, him. <laughs> yep. So, um, obviously, the main, main news that happened over the past week is the return of Kyrie Irving to the Brooklyn Nets. But because, as you all know, Kyrie is still not vaccinated. And his gave us he gave a statement, and the statement basically implied that he some think that he's open to getting the vaccine, some not. But the thing is, he didn't say that he was going to get the vaccine. So, as you and as you know, uh, since he's not vaccinated, he'll essentially be like a part-time player. He can only play at away games. Yeah, but when he's on the floor, he balls out. He balled out. In his debut, so what are your thoughts on Kyrie in the uh, part time? How you think this is gonna go? It's uh, it's interesting, man. Um, on one side, seeing him just back in the league playing, and you know, immediately coming in having an impact. I think he dropped twenty two points. He looked like he, you know. He was he was ready for the moment, and he came in and he does he did what Kyrie does. Um, on the other hand, it's going to be sort of weird, um, you know, seeing him every once in a while, I guess, for lack of better words, because of the you know him because of him not being vaccinated. Um, and I think from a basketball perspective. Just you know, just being a fan of the game, being a fan of the NBA, it's good for it's good for the NBA, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets organization. I feel like it could be hard to navigate. Um, there may be some issues with you know chemistry, with players feeling like um, unfair treatment. You know, this guy comes in practices i think he's able to practice like fully with the team but he he you know he can't play in home games so it's kind of like you know he's not really a full participant and that may be they may rub guys the wrong way i don't know but um i'm overall i'm glad to see that he's playing in and and doing just what he does um being an all-star when he's playing so um, it was cool to see him. I'm glad to see him back, honestly. Yeah, it's also good that he was uh, he was also aggressive when he came back. He, you know, it's not like he was settling or being passive. He was like, man, I'm going to get this bucket. I think the first shot was uh, basically uh, almost an air ball. But, you know, that's, you know, your aggressive. It's his first shot in a long time. But he balled out. Yep. My only concern is this. COVID is uh, – Ramping up, you don't know what these other cities might pass as far as ordinances may go. What if they decide to do? You got to be vaccinated to like be in this venue and stuff like that. Then what will happen, right? It's something to think about as far as the team goes. But clearly, he's an asset that you need to try to. Is this championship a bust for the Nets? I don't care what anybody say. Yeah. 
this championship a bust, especially as James Harden could potentially be a free agent. Kyrie can be can potentially be a free agent. They locked up KD, so that's all you need, honestly. But still, though, this championship a bust, and if they don't get there, well, have, have we have to have another conversation about these players like James Harden and Kevin Durant, and we'll get there. We'll see what happens, but you got to think about that. And Kevin Durant came out with a statement that uh, he wants Kyrie to play full time. But he doesn't. He's not forcing to get vaccinated or anything like that. So we nice. gotta. You saw that too, right? So we gotta see what what's going to happen. But shout out to Kyrie. Glad seeing back in the league. It's better when he's there. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a sticky situation, man. Um, yeah, I, I can't tell anyone what to do and, you know, their beliefs, but that's not my problem, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was cool to see him hoop, man. Um, love love to see Kyrie play ball. <laughs> right. All right, so let's get our last piece of NBA news. Uh, so this involves the Rockets and the Washington Wizards announcer. So the Washington Wizards announcer Glenn Conser apologized Thursday for a reference to Houston Rockets player Kevin Porter Jr.'s father on Wednesday night's broadcast. Uh, a lot of y'all may be wondering, well, what do you apologize for? So this is a statement that he made. So what happened was Kevin Porter had a ball with like 0.4 seconds left. And he made a shot to beat the Wizards. 114 to 111. And after he made that shot, which is a dagger shot. Crazy. Great buzzer beater. Uh, he made this comment. He says, you got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. If you don't know anything about Kevin Porter Jr., that comment was probably okay because he's probably he's, he's talking about the former Washington player. But Porter's father was reportedly pleaded guilty to manslaughter and the shooting death of a teenager in 1993. Conster said he mistakenly thought Porter was the son of former Washington player Kevin Porter. So this is a statement when you apologize. He said, please allow me to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to Kevin Porter Jr., his family, and the Rockets organization for the comments I made during last night's game. Uh, he said he reached out to Porter to apologize to him personally, but you know. So, yeah, it's uh, and this is a bit, definitely unique, a unique topic here because you have players coming out, such as LeBron, who spoke out against it. Um, James said. We're in a profession where it's your job to do your due diligence. We got enough people out here that's giving false narratives and false statements. We got enough of that. But in our game, in our integrity in the NBA, the 30 teams, the beat writers, the players, the coaches, the play-by-play guy, it's our job to make sure we do our best to our ability to speak the facts. So that's what LeBron said. So your thoughts on this whole situation with the Washington Wizards announcer, Gillian Conser, and his comments on Kevin Porter Jr.? Um, 
Hmm. I thought I knew what I was going to say, but yeah, just just hearing it again. Um, I understand both sides of it. I can see the misconception. Um, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. playing in Washington, Kevin Porter Sr. or another Kevin Porter completely. Um, that, you know, that I, I can see where you could potentially make a connection, but also as a professional, as a, as an announcer, um, as a voice, you, 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 you know, you're in the, you're working for the NBA, you're working for, I think he's an NBC sports reporter uh, or analyst. Uh, he, he works for the Washington was just broadcasting. So yeah, he's a play-by-play guy. Yeah. Um, as a professional, we look to these guys to bring just that professionalism and, and whatever you do, you should do it to the best of your ability. And that means for a play-by-play guy, um, NBA analyst or reporter, you want to be able to have the correct facts. And for this um, particular instance, it you should have done. He should have done the research before he, you know made an assumption. Um, you never want to assume anything of anyone. And particularly in in our, you know, culture and our in, in this league, being black, um, people are off, often people are often looked at a certain way already. So for that comment to be made and you know you made it. That's that's a that's a big mistake. <laughs> that's a big mistake. Um, I, I feel like it's not difficult to look up if Kevin Porter Jr., who's currently in the league, is related to Kevin Porter, a former Washington Wizards player, and just the terms he chose to use during his commentary and i'm not i'm not accusing him of you know being insensitive but it, it looks like it's very insensitive to his situation to his family and we're not we're not by any means expecting anyone to be perfect to be always right and always have the correct facts because we've seen it plenty of times from um many analysts many reporters and they make mistakes but this one um this one just is a little bit more a little bit more difficult to understand because of kevin porter jr's father's situation um and i, I think that you just have to do a better job of Make sure you do the research when it comes to people's families. Um, it's it's um 
very insensitive. It comes off as very insensitive. And I, I, I'm not going to say that he meant it to be that way or if he, or to be offensive, but just as from a professional standpoint, he failed at his job to do the research, do the work, figure out the facts of who is this player, is he related to this player, and the and the terminology that he used is very, if not aimed at him, very coincidental about pulling a trigger. So I, I say you have to do a better job as a professional. That that is that's pretty unacceptable in my opinion. Uh, so some background on William Consort. This is his bio. Okay, so if you look this up, go to his Twitter or whatever, this is what he has on there. He's an Emmy Award winning NBA analyst for the Wizards. Okay. Emmy Award winning. So yeah, if you're an Emmy Award winner, that means you're pretty good at your job. That means you know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. So I have, so you should, we also have high expectations of an Emmy Award winner. Okay. That you know your job. And I agree with, with, with what you said, with what LeBron said, and a lot of these other people. Uh, your job requires certain responsibilities, and a lot of that is to do pregame research. If you do the proper pregame research, you will know, hey, this is a different Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> you know, that's if you did your proper research, then it'll be fine. But we all lack on the job sometimes. We make mistakes. The thing is, what makes this egregious is that this directly impacted and possibly offended someone. That's the difference here. So I think he did the right thing to maybe apologize and to reach out to personally apologize. I think that's great. I don't think he should lose his job or anything like that. I don't think it warrants that. But I think it does warrant a discussion maybe to make sure that, you know, It's all like equal, I guess, because the hint. Because if you if you doesn't step ahead of this, it could be really ugly. It has potential to turn really ugly because some people can apply, hey, this is kind of racist as well, and all black people are, you know, you know, it's just it's it has potential to be really ugly, and I'm glad that he apologized, and I don't think the NBA in particular put out a statement. I guess because it's like they don't really have to, I guess. I don't know. I just wish that something oh, something gotta be done. It'll help to it'll help once maybe if Kevin Porter himself gives a statement. Because he haven't he hasn't given the statement yet. And it sucks for him because he just made like a crazy game winner. And the story is about this announcer. Just stole the show. So that's that sucks, but uh, I think he did the right thing to apologize. It's just, it's tough. And I expect better from the Emmy Award winning NBA analyst, as it says on his bio. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know his intent. I can't say, you know, he, he meant to be malicious in that comment. But it just, it just comes off as insensitive. And it does, it does. as a community, as as a black man, as a basketball fan, that that 
I feel like that won't sit well with. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. very well may not even acknowledge this at all, but to the next, you know, black man that you got got accused of something and went to jail, or somebody who has a family member in jail that's black, or or anybody, anybody's you know been in that, on the wrong side of the law, anything like that, it just comes off very suspicious in this case and I, I i i'm not like i said i don't know this person and based on his accolades and 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 history during his job he seems like he has done well i don't wish him any harm i don't wish him to lose his job or anything but i i feel like that's journalism one-on-one you want to be factual in whatever you report or say because you are now a public voice a public figure in some ways yeah and also yeah that he's been in the industry for more than 20 years now so you definitely know what you need to be doing <laughs> at this point that's there's uh, no excuse for that no, no excuse uh we make mistakes but that's that's a pretty pretty big mistake in my opinion like so. it, it is and i think okay yeah it's a crazy shot you probably weren't expecting that because remember it's his team that just lost you know so he's he's uh i don't know i can't I'm, i don't know i can't get into his mindset because i don't know his mindset either but i think it is a good look that he apologized for it because he could have chose not to and that would have been another issue but he chose to apologize give him credit for that uh i also say this it's just so bad because it's what he said and it's just I don't know if it's more coincidental than anything, but to use the word, you know, trigger, shoot and trigger like his dad is so coincidental. And I wonder if he didn't say that, would it be as bad? But I don't know. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy incident. I never heard anything like this before. It's crazy. Yeah, that's why it's just. Uh, but the closest one, I just thought of it. The closest one. Only reason I know this is because I'm a fan of the Thunder. And the, the Thunder broadcaster made a terrible comment. He said, Westbrook is losing his cotton picking mind. And he, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. So that's the only one I've heard that was like, way, like, you know, that's on that tier of like, ooh way out there for a commentator who's been working for a long time. And that dude's been working as commentator Thunder for the longest. And yeah, so he's gone. I don't know why he used that word. I don't know. It's, oh, man. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. I, I, but I agree with you. I don't think she was a job. Just something got to be done. I don't know. Sucks. I think... Um... It's, it's it's part of me is like that really is that that rubs me the wrong way but, it's tough because these are white males as well of course that's a white male that made a comment for thunder and this is a I believe this guy's israeli but still it's not like you know i mean the guy who uh made a comment by kevin porter i think he's he's israeli american but i don't know but yeah i mean regardless of race color origin any of that i, I think it, it just is a matter of professionalism Definitely, and he made he made an uh, an error on that side. Regardless, um, I can't say that it's 
it was intentional racism or, you know, trying to stereotype or anything like that. But I can see how people would take it that way. And I don't want anyone to, you know, feel unvalidated in that feeling because we experience it all the time in, in daily life, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's nothing new, but for it to come from the NBA and I don't know, just a, a professional analyst. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's very coincidental that you chose the word shoot and trigger when it comes to this player's father, who is not an NBA player, who had this, you know, situation. <laughs> um, but like I said, I, I can't say what his intention was and I'm, I'm trying to be as fair as possible with it because it's, it just yeah it's egregious but he apologized so maybe he became aware but he was and he wasn't aware of it and now he is trying to rectify his mistake all right, all right, all right. regardless everyone with whatever you do whether you're an analyst whether you're a teacher whatever you do <laughs> be sure to be professional and make sure you do your research. Get the yeah. regardless. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any problem for this. He's, he owned it. He owned up to it to your mistake. Because y'all made mistakes in our jobs and our careers as human beings. He owned up to it. He took the responsibility for it. And if there are any consequences, I'm sure he'll set them as well. So I give him props for that. You know, and we're trying to be fair to him and we're trying to be fair to all parties. But ultimately, this is between him and Kevin Porter Jr. So hopefully they do have that personal conversation. And, you know, hopefully it's all love. But again, shout out to Kevin Porter for making that buzzer beater, though. Oh, yeah. Awesome Crazy shot. shot. Crazy shot. Awesome Kevin shot. Porter Jr. Let me just say this. Kevin Porter Jr. is special. That dude, I think... I think if him and Jalen Green stay together in Houston, they get a couple pieces down the line in a few years, they could be they could be something special because those dudes are, are awesome talents. And it's yeah. like you said, Christian, Christian Wood too. Christian um, Wood, I, I love that they got a nice. They have nice players. They just need to. They need veteran presence. They need a lot of things. It's, it's you know, but they. Kevin Porter Jr. is a special player, and I think he's one of the brightest young talents in the league. So shout out to him for being clutched down the line on the road. Shout out to him. Oh. Oh no. It's about to start. Uh-oh. <laughs> Breaking news on the Swiss Masters podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Clay Thompson announces that he will make his season debut Sunday versus the Cavaliers after missing two years. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the end, my friend. Oh, no. <laughs> Splash Brothers reunited. Oh, man. Not this quick. It's not even February. Man, this I is tough. Wait. I saw reports about January 2022, so. I thought it would be at least towards the end, though, man. This is. Why not? And he announced this himself. Clay announced this. 
This is not no anonymous source. Clay mm. said that. He said, I'm back. <laughs> Clay is back. Wow. He posted this himself four minutes ago. Oh, man. Uh oh, I'm on Twitter now. That's good. Oh, oh man. Uh oh. Tomorrow. Swish. Swish. <laughs> I apologize for my my for my distraught. I just assumed Clay would be back later, like in February. If this boy, if the, oh not boy, but man, if this man uh goes off. And it's Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson. We 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 done, NBA. <laughs> we're done, y'all. But we're, I don't care what team you support. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> Whatever team you support, it's over. Vince Carter, it's over. Oh, it's, it's, it's done. Man, man. He, and he's playing against the Cavs, and the Cavs are playing pretty good. So if he plays well, again, yeah. man. Oh. oh no. Oh no. Oh. Huh. I am uh it's over. If he plays well, he It's over. <laughs> oh man. Man, it's so bad that you didn't walk gumbo up. <laughs> he is over here looking at me like Clay Thompson's back? Yeah, Clay Thompson's back, man. Um oh, shoot. Uh I don't know, man. What are you, what are, what what are your thoughts, man? What's what's going? That was a live reaction. I gave all my thoughts. I'm just I'm speechless. I'm done. I'm I'm speechless right now. Man. He, yeah, I just know if he plays well and he's Clay Clay Thompson, it's over. Him and how crazy stuff playing and how they're playing Jordan Poole and all their pieces they got, it ain't fair. <laughs> Because um, they, they got a lottery talent on that team, besides along with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. They got Moody, Kaminga. They got uh, Wiseman. Wiggins is playing better this year. Who thought that would happen? Is it not fair? Is that fair? <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> the rich keeps getting richer. Are we it's, getting all the taxes. Man, they. Man, shout out to Clay. I'm honestly glad that he's coming back as a fan. It's been a long time coming, man. It's been a long time coming. Because it was tough seeing him get hurt again. You know, they had to step back in his rehab process. Yeah. But I'm glad he's coming back. I'm happy for him. As a fan, <laughs> I'm, I don't like this. But it's for him, I'm happy for him, the player. But I, as a basketball fan for my team, I mean, Thunder, we already trash. We trying to tank anyway. <laughs> but league, NBA fan, I feel like they're just about to tear up the league. They're about to tear it up. Oh, man. Um, Clay is back. That is – that's pretty dangerous, um, especially if – but this is a big if. If he is right back to – you know, his what was 20. I saw the videos of him doing these workout stuff, man. I feel like he's gonna be in in, in workouts and G League games, but uh, I mean, well, you know, G League scrimmages, whatever. 
it's it's still a different beast from NBA basketball, man. Um, and I I mean, don't get me wrong, like we know that they've played together their entire career, and this system is is whenever they you know they just have to make shots. If he makes if he's making shots, yeah. But I, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna say it's over for the league just yet. I'm gonna say you know. This is gonna if if Clay is back to being Clay um, pre-injury, then yeah, this is gonna be. Oh, I just had a thought. I just had a thought. What if he's better? <laughs> oh, if he's oh, if he's, if he's better. Because remember, before he got hurt, he started handling the ball a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if he's, if he's better. Yeah, Clay has a whole game. He can he can handle. He can get to the basket too a little bit if he wants. Exactly, to. he wants to. Yeah, but say because if he's been working on his game these couple years and he develops some more, you know, or oh, for big he starts stepping back like oh no, if he starts stepping back like step oh no. Let's talk about something else, man. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I just gotta see him play. Hopefully, he plays well. But man, I'm, if he gets better, oh. I think the NBA world will all be tuning in on Sunday on on the, so yeah oh man wow okay so that happened it's yeah. okay shout out to Steph I mean Clay <laughs> shout shout out to Steph too shoot getting your teammate back Splash brother back I'm, I'm sure they're gonna be happy to have them have the whole Splash Brothers gang duo back together. Man. You gotta That's, catch. You gotta play catch up. And Steph is like at three thousand something three, so he's gonna. Uh, I'm sure he yeah, had no problem catching up. <laughs> it's gonna be a problem, man. It's, I, I'm happy though. It's, it's it's cool to see. You know, I'm I'm happy for Clay. Like, I know that dude. Uh, just seeing worked hard to get back. Yeah, his workouts. He was he was working hard and the setbacks. I I I feel it. I've. I've I've experienced it a little bit, so. <laughs> True. It's okay. Um, let's, let's, okay. Let's talk about something else, bro. I'm, I'm done with that. All let's right. Break, okay. Y'all with y'all when it's breaking news, right there. Uh, let's get into some of the other. <clears throat> let's get into some of the other uh, reactions going on in the league. So, the league just released the first of the fan returns for the NBA All Star. 2022 it's gonna be in uh cleveland i think mm-hmm. that's gonna be something uh so leading the votes are stephen curry and kevin durant they're leading the votes so far but for the west for the west conference in the front court i'm just gonna read the top three of the each you know for front court for the west you got lebron at one Jokic at two and Paul George at three. For the guards, you got Steph at one. Luka, two. John Morant in three. For the East, the front court, you got Kevin Durant, number one. Giannis, number two. Joel B number three. And back court for the East, DeMar DeRozan, number one. Well deserved. James Harden, number two. And Trey Young, number three. Uh, you got the whole list for yourself too. So, reaction to the fan returns. Of course, y'all, as y'all know, fans are not the only thing that determines who gets in. It's All Star. Y'all have player voting and media voting. 
So Coach. the fans, the fans determine the starters. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah, and coaches, coaches pick to the reserves. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, reactions to the list. Who you think snubbed on here? Who you think is missing? What do you think about the list so far? Um, I mean, we know the top picks: KD, Steph, LeBron, Giannis. You know those typical, and obviously deserving because yeah. they're superstars. They're the, they're the faces of the league. Um, very much deserved. I'm I'm super glad to see Demar Derozan top yeah. of. Whoever thought you'd be number one. In, in either conference before, ever, you know, ever. So that man been balling. We haven't talked about him a whole lot, but he's been balling. We we're talking about him. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, shout out to Demar. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's a solid list. I I can't really. There's nobody on here, but just there's no one. Like, obviously, like oh, you know, they shouldn't be an all star. Like all of these are solid, solid. Yeah. People. Um, they sound like we're at the top three, yeah. Yeah. But there's some on here that probably should be on the list, but you know, it's all good. I ain't gonna get into that because these are fans. Fans, of course, want their players in. Yeah. So yeah. I do have a I have a couple that I want to see for myself just because I feel like they've played hard all season and, and deserve it. Um one guy I know for sure I want to see is John Morant. Yeah, Ja has been absolutely insane. Um, I think he's like a 25, 25 and six per game. Uh, Memphis, is, I mean, even without him, they were doing pretty well. He was out for a while with injury, but Ja has been from the get go just put put on the gas. Um, his game is evolving. His team is doing pretty well. I think yeah. Jot is very much deserving of that all-star selection. Um, would love to see him in the backcourt. And I'm not saying like start or whatever, but just he he is a is an all-star in my opinion, um, for sure. Yeah. Another guy, I feel like another young guy who's just, you know, been still taking his game up up to a new level. Um very young. Talent, Anthony Edwards. Mm. Mm. He uh, has been very solid this year. Um, he's 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 a show stopper. He, he he you know he's box office, as many would say. He he comes in, he plays hard, he puts on a show, and I feel like he would be really fun to watch an All Star game. I think he's from like the interviews I've seen. He's he's got a lot. He's got an interesting personality. Um, and he's a great talent. I think he would be. I think he would be good for an all star all star selection. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I got no problems with the list. I agree with you with what you said. Man. Let's let's be interesting. You yeah. know, still got some time left. We'll see what happens. Some players can move up and get their names on in there, and you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But prediction prediction on who will be the captains. You think will be the captains? Stephen KD. Yeah, I believe it'll probably stay the same. <clears throat> However, if LeBron could always, he's always a dark horse. He can always be a captain based on just his notoriety, you know. So he can always be there. So yeah, I believe it'll probably stay like it is, Stephen KD. Yeah, I, I think um, 
barring anything, you know, crazy happening. That should be the same. I mean, we know LeBron's going to be there. That's, you know, <clears throat> every year, even in what year, almost year 20, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm being given, but that'd be cool. Yeah. Let's talk about, we're also going to react to some MVP odds for the NBA in 2022. Uh, so <clears throat> the leader of the pack, of course, is Steph Curry. He's, he leads the odds. And then you also, then you have Kevin Durant. And then you have Giannis. Then you have Nikola Jokic. Just do the top four. Just so reaction to the MVP odds. And who you think is missing? Who you think makes a case? Who's your case to win MVP? I mean, those top four are solid. Um, eh, one of them I don't care about. Nah, I'd say I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, Jokic. He just won. He's a monster, but his team has not looked so has not been doing so well this year. And that's and that's why I said I don't care about it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was referring to. Yeah. Jokic, in my opinion, he all star deserving. You know, first team, you know, NBA NBA team, all NBA teams, yeah. But MVP this year, you know, his his team. I I mean I don't I haven't checked his stats or anything, but his impact on the team hasn't been as important to me. I feel like his stats just have been what they usually are. I, I, I don't have his actual stats pulled up. But anyway, uh, of course, he's in the running. I get it. Fans and everybody else, fine. Um, who's the oh, third? International player as well. So, oh. international love. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they do. You remember? You remember Zaza? <laughs> get in there. So yeah, the fan fan voting definitely is a factor. So yeah, but he he still deserves it. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the votes. He deserves the votes. Yeah. It's just that I don't mind seeing someone else in there in his spot. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, for me, I think you're about to get into this though. Uh, I think. Let's see how we we seen the search. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have that player because I'm gonna okay. defend somebody else. Okay, I, I think LeBron is really surging in his MVP race. He to be this old <laughs> and to still dominate. I saw a highlight. This man is still jumping high in the air like he was on the heat almost. He is still dominant, and it's crazy. I just think that's crazy just for us his age, you know, and how his team is positioned. You see, you had Anthony Davis out, who's a key player. You have some other role players that are out still, but your team is getting better. They won a few games in a row. They're uh, they're currently like six in the West. They're like right above the Nuggets. So that's my case for him right there, I guess. Uh, yeah, they're 21 and 19, and the Nuggets are 19 and 18 right now. So, and the Lakers are six, Nuggets are seventh. Right now, the Lakers are firmly in the playoffs. Don't have to worry about playing. The Nuggets do, so uh, doing good. They're they're doing pretty good right now. LeBron is the spearhead of all of it. Him being at the five really does open up a lot. And LeBron is that type of player that can play any position. So he's doing pretty well at the five. So shout out to LeBron being that old, but still being an MVP race in my opinion. So yeah, that's my case for LeBron. Who do you got? 
no, I mean, not to like deny the greatness of LeBron. It, it's undeniable. Um, yeah. His age, doing what he's doing right now is is phenomenal. My only thing with that is that I feel like he's been he's always great, but he's like turned it on now because he's the team is just not producing. He's got to do it. So I feel like that could be detrimental to his MVP chances. And they're still kind of like they're just sixth in the West. And six. <laughs> but to be fair, I mean, yeah, I, I think he has a case and he can definitely like slide into it. Easily. I mean, he's he's the most famous, one of arguably the most famous athlete in the world. So, uh, shout out to LeBron. But my guy, my case for MVP wasn't in the top four, maybe Mm -hmm. top five. But this Mm -hmm. guy has been balling, and we just mentioned him, and it's DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan has simply been... Magnificent, for lack of better words. DeMar DeRozan is, is, is he, he went, he got traded to Chicago. Oh, wait, or did he get traded again? Or he signed? Either yeah, way. He signed with Chicago. He signed with the Bulls. Um, everyone, including myself, was sort of questioning the, the pairing of him and Zach Levine with them both being ball-dominant guys. But they both have been balling, but DeMar has just been on like a vengeance tour in my opinion because I feel like those couple of years in San Antonio you know he's just like all right I'm here I'm balling I'm, you know I'm getting 20 22 game whatever I'm playing the system blah 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 now DeMar just looks unleashed and he's playing he's not he's not playing the the, the NBA of today rules he's he's basically he's not shooting a bunch of threes he's still me I mean when he has to he makes them but he's playing you know Top of the key, mid-range jumpers, getting to the basket, knocking down clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot. And the Bulls are in what place in the East right now? Number two? One. Number one. Last year, the team wasn't even in the playoffs. Very true. And, I mean, him, Lonzo, Zach. Nicola. Jokic, I mean, not not not. Which of it? Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, yeah, the color. They are. Yeah. Zach. Zach also is going to be an all star. I think both of them are going to be all stars. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. I feel like that'll be the first time we've seen Bulls teammates be all stars together. Well, maybe not together, but all stars at the same time in a long time. And yeah. I think he's just. That team is, um, to me, a, a sleeper in the East. Everybody talks about the Nets and the Bucks. Philly. How, how can it be a sleeper if they know we one, though? I, I guess because we haven't talked about them in the beginning. Is that why? I, I think they, they're number one. I think I think they're giving the flowers now, though, because they're number one in the East. But I'm saying, like from the from the beginning of this season, yeah, like yeah, we, we were sleeping on the beginning of the season, man. You're right. Yeah, yeah, still, like as they were like winning games, winning games, like oh, okay, Chicago's gonna fizzle out, but they didn't. And now people are like, okay, Chicago's here, and I feel like, I feel like still, like everybody's like, oh, you know, they got KD, oh, you know, Embiid and and the Sixers, Giannis, and they just won the chip. No, I think I still think people aren't mentioning the Bulls, and I'm like. Okay, that's interesting. These dudes, these dudes very well like may end up in the at least the conference finals in my opinion. 
if they don't yeah. go all the way right now, I, I, they beat, I want to say they beat Milwaukee and Brooklyn at least once. They did. So I, I think they have good chances. Um, and I like, I, I, I just like, um, I like seeing guys like DeMar DeRose. I like his game. Um, post up mid-range, get to the basket, athletic, handle the ball. You know, like I, I love what they're doing. Uh, Chicago with with Lonzo, three and D type dude. He's knocking down his shots. Um, Zach Levine still to me like one of the one of the best players in this league. So I think Demar yeah. is, a, is a favorite for me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he should be one of the favorites, yeah. So out of two, he said, "Yeah, I'm, I, I'm obviously, I'm obviously going to agree with you." So Demar, because he definitely deserves to be up there in the MVP. After I just say, I say he needs to be MVP after I saw those clutch shots. That's how you make a name for yourself in the MVP race. No matter where you at in the standings with your team, that's how you do it. Um, Russ won despite his team being like fourth or fifth or something in the West. And because he had all these crazy plus shots during his MVP campaign. And he averaged a triple double. <laughs> that too. But the clutch shots and the crazy highlights is what made him get over the hump. Yep. And this is what this is how you make a case to be an MVP race. Just and I think the Mar leads in that category right now as far as clutch goes. Right now, like crazy plus shots, he's yeah. in that category right now. But right now, I think Steph still is um, has the lead over him right now. Like realistically, I would have Steph one, then Demar like number two, right now. Uh, but Steph is he has been playing crazy and balling out. It's gonna be a tight race. I'm just, I'm just, I'm excited to see how this turns out. Uh, if DeMar does win the MVP, man, we have to talk about him in a different light at that point. Yeah. He will. And I never thought of him as an MVP candidate. I never thought we would have to talk about him as an MVP candidate. So like that is, that's crazy. Just like a year or two ago, we were wondering if he would get back to all-star status because he went to San Antonio. And like I say, he just kind of was in the system. He was still, right. don't get me wrong, he was still doing what he does, but not at this magnitude and not so much being able to put his put put the Spurs on his back like he's done in Chicago. So and he's and to do it with Zach Levine and those guys is just like man, yeah, he's it's, so, it's, it's a solid squad over there. You know, yeah. San Antonio they're so was, balanced, you know, was was like yeah, the San Antonio wasn't as balanced like like you just said. They were kind of in the they're just kind of treading water really with their roster. Uh, but this this team is really built well. Like you got a four space, you have four spacer and Nicola, and you got shooters with Lonzo and um, Zach Levine can shoot as well. And it's like they have a lot of good role players as well. You got uh, Russo as well. He's hurt. I think I think he's coming back though. But they have a good squad over there. And shout out to Billy Donovan. Former Thunder coach, by the way. <laughs> He's doing good. Shout out to him with that squad over there. So, yeah. Chicago can be a team to be reckoned with, man. They, they can be a force. So, it's cool. Shout out to Chicago. Shout out to DeMar Rosen. Oh, man. Oh, we missed one thing. Um, right. I'll highlight this real quick. Yeah. Um, 
Shout out to Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. Uh, Dirk recently, um, just this, just a few days ago, mm-hmm. his jersey is going up in the Raptors, man. Um, Dallas Mavericks legend. Uh, probably he changed the game for the better. Um, yeah. Just, I think he's top 75 too, right? Should be if he's not. He should he better be. I'm sure. I'm sure he's on the list. Oh shit! I'm sure he's on there. Dirk's uh, jersey retirement celebration was just a few days ago. Jersey in the Raptors. He is, like I said, just NBA legend. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to Mavs fans out there. I know uh, my guy Rob. Happy to see that. Um, uh, yeah, he's on the he's on the list. Yeah. Mm. One of the most iconic shots ever. <laughs> the one footed fader as a seven footer, you know. Yeah. That's actually gonna be the statue when they put it outside the arena outside the uh arena. So oh yeah. Shout out to Dirt, one foot jumper, man. Unstoppable. One of the one of those players I think is just will go down as one of the most unstoppable players ever. Definitely. He's in that category. Him, him, Kobe, KD, I feel like are just, their games are just so different. You can't stop it. There's nothing you can do. So. Yeah, man. Shout out to Dirk. Uh, Jason Kidd made a joke saying, uh, <laughs> yeah, all these VIs come back on 10 days. You want a 10-day contract? I was hoping you'd get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So, man, I wouldn't mind seeing Dirk again on 10 day. <laughs> you know, I think he's done, though. Yeah. yeah I think he's yeah. done. That's smart. I mean, they guys know when to hang it up. So, yeah. Man, but shout out to Dirk. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Happy for him. Yeah. Man, I right, ain't find thoughts. Anything? Um, I'm I'm good, man. I think that covers it all. Um, shout out to y'all for you know to the viewers, the subscribers, the listeners for rocking with us all this time. Um, we're in a new year, still doing it, still getting bigger, growing. Shout out to my guy Q, all the hard work, always bringing you know the energy, the passion, the topics, video production. I mean. I'm grateful, man. Oh, that's nice, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate y'all. Uh, appreciate you for everything you do, man. With the outreach and all that, bro. Graphic design, the music. Y'all hear the music? That's your boy right here. So, shout out to him. Um, man, yeah, shout out to y'all. Thank y'all for uh, listening. Thank y'all for your patience as we took a little hiatus. Uh, but we're back. Expect us back every week. You know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, I'm praying for y'all as Clay comes back. <laughs> and if he dominates, it's going to be tough. Uh, I'm be praying for all the NBA fans out there because it looks like we might relive the 2016 dynasty again. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He might not be able to do the show for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
But yeah, thank y'all. Uh, if you like this, make sure you like, share, subscribe, share the podcast with your friends, those that love hoops, talking about hoops. You know, let us know what you think in the comments on YouTube if you're watching. Uh, just let us know. Yeah, listen to all yeah. platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Reason, everything. We're, we're everywhere. So, yep, everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, appreciate y'all. This is the Guru signing off. Pray for me. <laughs> I'll be your co host, Zadie, executive producer. <laughs> we'll catch y'all next time. <laughs>